Hello everybody and welcome back to Letterbox Book Club. My name is Claire. And I'm Mackenzie. And today we are kicking off the Christmas spirit in December with a book by Tessa Bailey, Wreck the Halls. Woohoo, and I will start us off with the blurbity blurb thingy. A sexy, hilarious, standalone rom-com about the adult children of two former rock stars who team up to convince their estranged mothers to play a Christmas Eve concert. Melody Gallard may be the daughter of music royalty, but her world is far from glamorous. She spends her days restoring old books and avoiding the limelight. One awkward tabloid photo was enough, thanks. But when a producer offers her a lot of money to reunite her mother's band on live TV, Mel begins to wonder if it's time to rattle the cage, shake up her quiet life and see him again. The only other person who would wrangle the rock and roll divas. Beat Dawkins, the lead singer's son, is Melody's opposite. The camera loves him. He could charm the pants off anyone, and his mum is not a potential cult leader. Still, they might have been best friends if not for the legendary feud that broke up the band. When they met as teenagers, Mel felt an instant spark, but it's nothing compared to the wild, intense attraction that builds as they embark on a madcap mission to convince their mothers to perform one last show. While dealing with rockstar shenanigans, a 24-hour film crew, brawling Santas and mobs of adoring fans, Mel starts to step out of her comfort zone. With Beat by her side cheering her on, she's never felt so understood. But Christmas Eve is fast approaching and a decades-old scandal is poised to wreck everything. The Steel Birds reunion, their relationship with their mothers and their newfound love. Lovely. Thoughts, feelings and emotions, Kenzie? Before I begin, did you know that this book only came out last month? No, I didn't. Wow. Well, I read the, um, the, 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 um, yes. Well, not the excerpt. I read the acknowledgements at the end. Okay. And she was like, thanks to this show or whatever, which only came out this year. And then also on the Goodreads, it says first published October 3rd, 2023. Oh, wow. Love that. I think that should have given away that it's not actually a Christmas book. (laughs) The awkward smile. Um, I wasn't going to go there yet, but... (laughs) <laughs> all right my thoughts feelings and emotions um i loved this book i think it was cute i think it was funny i thought it had just a little right amount of spice the right amount of mystery the right amount of fluff the right amount of scandal i was having this episode is also featuring penelope i will have your thoughts feelings and emotions and then i'll tell you my qualm all right my thoughts feelings and emotions I felt a little deceived because there was not a lot of Christmas in it, and I thought... No, don't talk about that yet. <laughs> Is that your qualm? I'm yes. sorry. We we didn't speak about this beforehand. <laughs> I thought his sexual, deep, dark sexual secret was your qualm. I have two qualms, then. I mean, after getting over the names of the main characters, I don't think it was, like, <laughs> that... Uh, I don't know. I'm indifferent. Like, I don't think it, didn't think it was amazing, but I had a fun time, you know? It was mm. a vibe. I just... That's how I feel about sex. <laughs> Yeah, because with the Kindle, you can't really read the blurb or you or you miss it. So I got really confused about, like, is this a fucking, like, music book <laughs> being about a band? Like, well, oh, what's that? The, the popular book that got turned into a TV show. What was Daisy it? Jones. Yeah, that. It was giving, like, that type of vibes. But then, <laughs> obviously, the realisation of it's the, the son and daughter coming together, whatever. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. It's a bit of fluff, a bit of mystery. Love a bit of blackmail and extortion. Probably one of my favourite themes. I mean, the build-up was so well that like you, you could easily figure out um, who broke up the band in the first place, which is always nice because some people like to... Some authors like to outsmart or try and outsmart the reader. But like if you build it up properly and the reader guesses it, then I think that's appropriately built up. Now, cute, easy read, easy vacation read, but not Christmassy enough. That's my only qualm. Okay, here are my qualms. 
Uh, my number one qualm is that this is not a Christmas book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. The only like Christmas thing about it is that the reunion is to take place on Christmas Eve and they have two weeks before Christmas. So I think that this book is a great standalone book by itself. So I think what's happened is that Tessa Bailey's gone to her like publishers, editors or whatever. It's like, I have this book and they're like, fantastic. We'll release it this year and we'll call it a Christmas book. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Like there's so many more different Christmas books out there for example um let it snow that we did last year like mm-hmm. where significant themes of the book and the plot are integrated into christmas itself because they're talking about christmas the whole time and it's on christmas and blah 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 yeah whereas this one it's like okay like you could have been like okay it's two weeks until thanksgiving it's two weeks until each like it could have been any other oh right it could have been any other significant sort of moment yeah yeah, so I just think, yeah, they need to be a little bit more Christmas to call it a Christmas book. And I love Christmas, so... Kenzie is... Ye- she she needs She's a Christmas influencer. <laughs> I was yearning for the Yule Log, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> you were hoping they sing some um, carols and stuff. My other qualm was... <laughs> Beat talks about how he has this deep, dark, sexual um, secret and he doesn't know if he can tell Melody about it and blah, blah, blah. And then his secret is that he likes to be edged. And not just does he like to be edged, it's like he feels like, oh, I don't deserve to, like, have that pleasure, like, with someone else, so I need to do it by myself in private or whatever. And it's like, what the fuck? I think it's, it's like his whole overarching message to himself is, like, because he grew up so privileged, he is denying him that privilege, yeah, to express his own pleasure. And, like, I, yeah. it's a bit of a reach. And then Melody's just like, that's fine, I get it, like, I'll do all these things, whatever, to help You know, me. reverse, she's like, I will tell you not to come, and then, like, like then that's a whole yeah, other reverse, thing. Yeah, you know, reverse, yeah, I'll do this power play with you, buddy. Um, but then also, he, like, fucks her one time, and then he's like, oh, okay, I'm gonna come on you every time. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, I can't not. And then, so then my other qualm with that is, then there's this whole plot about the blackmail, which is a good plot. I was enjoying it. Yeah, and I when love. it was revealed who was blackmailing him, I was like, that's good writing. However, yeah, it's like, you already have that dark plot. You don't need this other, like, deep, dark, sexual... Like, what was the point of that? I thought maybe he would he, he was going to end up being gay. Okay, yeah, fair. For a little bit, but then, yeah. Yeah, Okay, okay. and then... Let's get into the plot. Their names are Melody and Beat. I know you have a problem with that, but then there's also Gwyneth Paltrow's kid out there walking around with Apple, so... No, look, alright, I just thought it was a and I think, And, well, I, I also think it tracks for, like, hippie, grungy rock band from the 90s. Of course, sure. you're going to name your kid Beat and Melody. Sure. I mean, look, I respect Tessa Bailey and her hustle. I just thought the names were lame. Otherwise, it's fantastic. Like, I had a fun time. Tessa, I think Tessa Bailey is a fantastic author for this type of like fluffy rom-com dramas. All right, so B and Melody that we start off in the prologue. I love a good prologue. Yep. They are sixteen. They are being interviewed because their mothers were in a band together, and they were born like the same year or whatever. They were pregnant at the same time. Band split up. I don't know, early 2000s or whatever. Um, and so they, I don't know, they're doing some sort of documentary and they're interviewing 16-year-old Beat, 16-year-old Melody. They've never met because their mothers hate each other because of Big Feud, Band Broke Up, blah, blah, blah. Claire, I know that you have thoughts and feelings about the prologue. Let's get into it. <laughs> yeah, from the get-go, I was already annoyed because it was almost... I understand they're teenagers and, like, it's probably easy to uh, develop a significant crush on somebody, if you will. And... Um, yeah, like, they have their interaction and, like, you know, obviously it's going to come up again in the book that the book is about them and their eventual relationship, blah, blah, blah. But then 
as they, as I think Beat had to leave, I don't know, he was pretty affectionate early on, like touchy-feely, holding the shoulder, all that type of stuff. And then as he leaves, he kisses her forehead. And I'm like, we know what forehead kisses mean these days. <laughs> it's a big thing. And I'm like, yes. why would you do that at 16 year, years old? Well, that was, that was just it. It's like, why? Because the forehead kisses mean a lot. And like, you're only 16 and you just met. I don't believe it for a second. That's it. So <laughs> it's stupid. It's a stupid that, reason, but you know. That's okay. I did think that he was playing it up for the cameras, etc. Blah, blah, blah. Um, but he clearly wasn't. I can understand infatuation at first sight. Especially when there's so much hype around the other person. Like, they probably grew up hearing about each other through the tabloids and stuff. So, yeah, and then... I was just going to say, as we've learned, that, like, Beat had more of an open celebrity kid upbringing compared to Melody, where she had yeah. a bit of a rougher time, slash a bit more sheltered. And it really showed um, when we were, were learning about them in the present as well. I mean, also, just in general, that thing kind of stems... Um, from like real life where you know men and boys are always treated better in the media than girls girls are more scrutinized for you know their skin and their clothing choices and blah 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 so that was really very um thoroughly reflected very accurately reflected yeah tessa is excellent at weaving in these sorts of issues and stuff into her books and she strikes Um, again true with this one and then we jump forward 14 years Which is a bit too much of a time jump for me. (laughs) Okay, fair enough, fair enough. Ten years is a nice hotspot, you know? I had to read the number Beats 30th like 15 times because I'm like, there's no way we were continuing him being 13 at this point, you know? (laughs) I just, I read it as 13 and I'm like, am I having an aneurysm right now? And it was 30th and I was like, oh, thank God. So, yeah, so we start off, it's Beat's 30th party, um, he's, all his friends are there, he's trying to be happy and engaged, but he has received a, another phone call from his blackmailer requesting more money because he says that he's going to let out the secret, and the secret is his true parentage. So, we find out later on, but anyway, we find out the blackmailer is his biological father, who is uh, the original drummer from their parents' band. So the man who thinks he's his father is not his father. And he said that, like, it started off, he's been been getting blackmail for five years, and it started off with, like, 40000 like, 80000 whatever, and now he's asking for $800,000 dues. That's a, a lot of dollar dues. That's a big jump as well. That is huge. And it's like, for why? And so Beat has, like, says that he's been using... So his mother runs, like, a big charity... Or whatever, they have lots of money, and she's just generally rich from band life. Um, Must be nice. And be- yeah, and because like their hits are still hitting, I guess, still bussing on the charts, so they're getting residuals. It's like reflecting of real life, like old music and songs are making a resurgence. Yeah, and all so the there's this song, Rattle the Cage, which is making a resurgence. Um, so they're being, so Steel Birds, the name of the band, is being talked about a lot more. And yeah, I just imagine it's. Um, TikTok like songs like old songs are trending all the time and then like the Stranger Things effect of running up that hill. Yes, yes. (laughs) Yeah. Apparently she never she would never allow her song I forget her name for running up that hill. Oh my god. Doesn't matter. But yeah, like she was she's been very strict about who is allowed to license her song and everything. And obviously Stranger Things got the privilege and I'm sure she has made bank from it. I can't believe I've I've forgotten her name. I need to look it up. I need to rectify this. Anyway, so Beat says that he's been using his own money um, to pay off the blackmailer, but obviously 800000 is a lot of money. And lo and behold, a... Oh, Kate Bush. <laughs> Kate Bush. I was going to say Gloria Hill. 
<laughs> I had a hill somewhere as well. Yeah, from running up the hill. <laughs> yeah, yeah, running up the hill. Um, so, beat. Is like this is a lot of money. How am I gonna get it? Blah blah. Lo and behold, a producer has um, approached himself and Melody, saying, "Hey, we want to do this reality show where we reunite your parents, um, and they will reunite the band for a one-time show or whatever. Um, we'll pay you a million dollars." And he's like, "Kaching, kaching, bada bing, bada boom." Get that bag. <laughs> he's like, "I'm not doing it without Melody." Because even we learn. That he is has somehow like can, kind of protected her from this life due to like having bad tabloid incidents as well. He's kind of made a little vow yeah, to himself. Yeah, he like went that, to the press and stuff and said like, "Hey, leave her alone." Yeah, and that she wants uh, he wants her to be comfortable around this sort of life again, which I found a little too annoying. But he just got too pro- like too too protective for no fucking reason. It's like you met once when you were sixteen, and now you have two weeks to kind of get along. Like it's too 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 much. So then he and Melody meet with the producer and they're like, what's it going to entail? turns out it's like a 24-hour pretty much live stream following them around, like getting them to go talk to their mothers and stuff, blah, blah. And he's like, okay, well, no, the cameras go off at night. like, um, And then they go and have a little, he's like, well, I need to talk to Melody alone. And they thought they weren't being filmed, but at the end we find out that they were being filmed for this. Naughty, naughty. Yeah, Danielle made the assumption that they were going to say yes or was arrogant in that they were going to say yes and pulled the trigger. Did you think Danielle and Joseph were in on it, on the blackmailing scheme? I feel like... No. No? Okay, just me. I'm just an idiot. (laughs) (laughs) I tried to overthink things. I tried to connect dots that weren't connecting. I was just like, oh, they're fucking. All right, so obviously fucking. The the fucking was obvious, but yeah. Or even I thought Joseph was sussy-wussy. I think it's just because of my killer vacation. It's always the assistant or the the handyman. And then Melody's like, I never thought you'd agree to do like something like this or whatever. And he's like, I can't tell you why I need to do this, but I need to do it. And he's like, I wouldn't want to do it with anyone else but you. And she's like, oh my God, be still my throbbing (laughs) pussy. Um... That's a good one. <laughs> you just say it so effortlessly. <laughs> so it turns out, um, for Melody, her heart and her vagina have been yearning for beat since she was 16. Which, you know, fair. They they beat for him, if you will. Oh, Jesus Christ. Where is Hannah from Hook, Line and Sinker? She would have ate this up. <laughs> this is true. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so they agree to do it. Thus begins the live stream. I've been talking for way too long. It's Take okay, it I love it. No, no, you, you, are so, you are so succinct. Could not be me. So now the next part in their plan is actually convincing Trina and Octavia to fulfil this... Re- reunion? Reunion, yeah, I don't know what I'm saying. How did you feel about like the difference between Octavia as a character and a mother compared to Trina as just like a character and a mother towards Melody and stuff? Like, I hate it. I hated that there was just such a stark difference. I mean, oh, but the difference is good because it just shows the two the personalities. Difference is good, but also I feel like they could have just both been the same sort of parent. It's just like that they didn't get along anymore because of the feud, so therefore their kids never met each other. Like I don't think it needed to highlight the yeah stark difference where like beats privileged life, celebrity yeah, life. And, yeah, and Melody is just like, oh, my mum doesn't love me. <laughs> yeah, no, it's but- a big, big difference. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's just I didn't like that the fact that one seemed like an obviously neglectful mother slash I would rather potentially never see my child again if it meant for me to be hippie and free compared to yeah. the other type of mother who was 
who's really still stuck in the celebrity, very arrogant well, and, and she's prestigious. Doing like, well, not even arrogant, I don't think, but she's out here, like, yeah, living the lavish life, but also, yeah, doing like charity work and stuff and all those sorts of things. Whereas Trina's just like, I am a hippie. And it's like, okay, I'm sure you could still be a hippie, but like, still do good in the world and still show your child that you love her. Yeah, so at the end of the day, the fact that, yeah, she didn't really have much of a huge emotional connection to Melody is probably just what annoyed me. But in the words of Taylor Swift, um, Trina chose the Rose Garden over Madison Square. So she is the lucky one. (laughs) So they organise to ambush, essentially, Octavia at her charity gala. I love a gala. I love a gala trope. I love a masquerade. Masquerade, yep, yep. Oh, yummy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right <laughs> I've, I've never been to a masquerade and i've always wanted to go to a masquerade hmm. maybe you need to organize like a birthday party and just make it masquerade themed i don't have enough friends for that thank you for the suggestion <laughs> okay, <laughs> <laughs> right, <whatever>. okay. <laughs> moving on <laughs> um oh and throughout the plot progressions you know we get moments of danielle being a producer and like her obtaining these sort of like confessional moments for between beat and melody and they ask about like the great concert incident where it seems that trina and octavia both were sabotaging each other which would then fuel the feud even greater and uh, people assuming that that's the reason why they broke up blah 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 and then there was always lingering rumors of there being uh, a disagreement or a love triangle love situation triangle, yeah. I loved also the sprinkling of like trivia we got about their parents. Like I especially loved the one where it was like uh, someone threw a rotisserie chicken on the stage and like oh, yeah, Octavia yeah. took a bite out of it or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It just like rips the leg off and took yeah. a bite. Yeah. yeah, it's just it's giving rock star. Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely. And then yeah, allegedly uh, Trina believed that or someone accused like Octavia of sabotaging Trina via a spotlight and a microphone malfunction and then someone alleged that Trina put a live scorpion in Octavia's guitar. <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> but like, if you're holding the guitar, like the scorpion probably wouldn't really climb up in my opinion, but it'd still be frightening. Yeah, the vibrations would like freak it out. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it would be able to like climb up. Anyway. Anyway, and then so because they're live streaming, which also again is such a good like example of real life things that happen you know when you go on live and you're just kind of walking down the street or whatever like you're just exposed and vulnerable because people can figure out where you are that's uh, that was a concern i had about this moving forward it's like are you not thinking about their safety yeah and this is what happens because they get ambushed a couple of times and beats like you need to up security right now like but it's only because melody has a rise in population whereas beat is kind of like we didn't think that it would get that popular that fast but again the, the resurgence and the potential reunion of this band it's very reminiscent of like a one direction reunion yes like, people want that and yearn yes. for that i respect it and i like that melody didn't really go through this shoot like because she's a dork she restores books for a living she plays on a bocce team she's a little bit weird and quirky but not like sexy quirky if you know what i mean like <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> like right. she's just yep. she's an every girl if you will Anyway, and so I like that, yeah, she didn't have to go through this, like, big makeover or big transformation or whatever to become popular. It was just her little quirks and, like, she's funny and people like that about her, so. Yeah, it was just her natural charisma, I suppose. Or even though she thinks she doesn't have charisma, yeah. It's just that natural angle. Yeah, I get that. Because I think when they were dressing up for the gala, the the stylist was like, you you never needed, because, um, 
Melody felt like this was a makeover, but then mm. I think the stylist was like, this is not even a makeover because you're beautiful and all that. Just yeah. like, blah, 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 yeah. blah. And then I also liked how, yeah, that um, stylist was like, hey, if you ever need privacy, like, this is how you turn your mic pack off. Yeah, Which, because I knew knew the hot mic is going to come up I knew, at some I point. knew. I said at one point, I was like, somewhere, now that they've mentioned it, they're going to, yeah. yeah, hot mic <laughs> The gun, the gun, the Chekhov's gun thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Except it was like the wrong mic. It was the mic at the Today Show, but yeah, still, nonetheless. But I thought it was gonna like pick up like their sex or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, and so then also Danielle, the producer, pulls like Melody aside. Also, and I like that Danielle was a producer and producing the show, but still a girl's girl. Yeah, girl's girl. And she's like, "Hey, I'm just letting you know that everyone can tell that you're in love with him." Like, basically. Yeah. <laughs> And that's kind of when I realised that obviously she's not in on this blackmailing situation. Mm. You know? <laughs> I was so hell-bent on her being a part of it. But no, she's fine. Yeah. Because I think, I think at the end of the day, yeah, Danielle wants the best content and she wants the best from her two stars as well. Like, there's no point, you know, shitting on the hand that's feeding you, mm. you know. And I think she just genuinely likes those two as, as people as well, as individuals. So being a girl's girl, being an excellent producer... Love that. So everyone starts to ship Bellity. I know. Yeah, I loved all the when all the hashtags and stuff were coming out. Um, there was another one. What was it? It was like Melody, a simp for beat. And this is a prime example of a millennial or a Gen Z actually being in touch with the younger generation and like yeah, doing yeah, yeah. it well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because like, I, I found all that really funny. Uh, this is relatable. I get this. <laughs> yeah, no, if another book said that hashtag blah blah is a simp i'm like that's cringe as fuck but like i don't know something about it it just it felt relevant and i think yeah in the context oh i also liked just in general that beat seems to be other than his stupid sexual secret (laughs) he is very different to the other like tessa bailey male leads that we've Mm. had like because they're all described to be like you know the bad boys who are emotionally unavailable or they've had one heartbreak and hold it against women for the rest of their lives blah 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 but like yeah, Beat is actually nice and like thoughtful and considerate, and he listens and too overly physically affectionate in my opinion. Mm-hmm. But only because they've only met really twice at this point. But yeah, I just love that he's just a different male lead from the rest. Same stupid dirty talk in- during sex though. But oh yeah, whatever. We're sl- it's slowly like always. There. And then also because I thought that they were going to go down the path of Melody being you know like this quiet little mouse and oh I've never had sex before and blah blah I mean, like, whatever of. but then she pulls out this like power like dynamic and I was like yes bitch you get yours and I liked <laughs> that yeah like sex wasn't this be all end all kind of thing for her where where sh- suddenly she's fixed by having sex with him like I liked the scene oh, no, no. at the end where she's mad at him and she's like you need to learn to trust me like we need to trust each other we need to help each other out essentially and he's like what so you're gonna let me fuck you and still walk away and she's like yep like i'm gonna get mine (laughs) (laughs) yeah i love that all the power to you yeah i was like yes bitch i don't know if i just found it annoying or maybe i just really undervalued um beats struggle like when they pretty much hook up for the first time and he obviously finishes by himself like he pulls out straight away blah 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 mm. and then they have that awkward moment of like they don't talk to each other for three days or two days or whatever it was i'm like yeah. bro you just had this conversation yeah and then you you bone and then suddenly you're regressed into that anxiety again it's like come on she understands yeah <clears throat> pisses me off all right charity gala octavia again was once again ambushed they explain everything to her essentially Except Melody pulls a, a, a little fib and is like, Trina already agreed to a reunion. 
And so Octavia. Also, I love how it. yeah they were meant to just kind of pull her aside and talk to her, but then Melody's like, "Nah, fuck this! I'm going to tell you in front of this entire crowd." Yeah, yeah. Circum- the circumstances changed, I guess, because Octavia obviously had to do her little wish thing early, caught everybody off guard. And so yeah, she considers it under the condition that she doesn't have to speak to Trina prior or after singing the song. Fair enough. <laughs> and I guess if you know the songs anyway, like. <laughs> yeah, because I think. Yeah, part of the the Christmas gala, whatever. Yes, I understand what you're about to say, and I want you to continue saying it, but I'm talking about when they do their performance to not oh, talk to each other before or after. So it's like, well, they're obviously going to know the song because it's from their band. So, like, they don't have to talk, they don't have to rehearse. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was just going to say, because, like, Octavia likes to pretend that she doesn't, like, go about and sing songs anymore, but she does it at the Christmas gala because the people want it to happen and she... Would edge, I guess, the people, if you will. We know, we know where Beat gets it from. Aye, 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 aye. But she then eventually does sing a song at the at the gala. Whatever. I'm gonna sing Santa fucking. What was it? Yeah, Santa, Santa fucking baby. baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, just in general, I love the banter between Trina and Octavia. Like it's just so stupid. Yes. It's just so funny at the same time. Although. And I love that, sorry. Oh, you go, sorry. Ah, No, Ah, ah. I was going to say, I think the word hag got thrown around a few too many times. I'm like, all right, now we're just repeating a few things. (laughs) Let's just relax. I also loved that um, Octavia loves Melody. Yeah, She's like, I don't want to like her, but I do. And goddamn, now I'm going to have to invite her over for dinner. (laughs) (laughs) Does she prefer Italian or French cuisine? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. She just adopted her straight away. But then you get the opposite effect of Trina being hateful and, like, bitter towards Beat because just of being Octavia's son. It's like, (laughs) I wish that were just similar. But anyway. So now it's on track to finding Trina. Trina, her last known location is that she runs, like, a little compound. A commune, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) She's a free-living spirit. (laughs) She is a sovereign citizen. Oh, my God. Pretty much, she trespassed on some dude's property and like started a bonfire and a bit of a kumbaya drumming session. It's great. Yeah. Sorry, this scene when they go and find her and yeah, they're having a kumbaya moment. And then there's obviously like a Christmas party. So the guys come over, but they're all dressed as Santas. <laughs> yeah, three Santas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it's just it's so silly and like unserious. And then uh, a little brawl, I guess, breaks out and so Melody is arrested because she's trying to get to her mother and I, don't, I forget what she actually does. I don't know if she throws a punch or if she's just arrested due to circumstance. But, um, or Beat has that moment of like, I'm going to bail you out. Like, it's very dramatic. Yeah. It's like, but relax. Like, it's not that serious. Yeah. And then Melody and Trina have a nice little heart to heart in the jail cell. But even while they have these interactions, we have all these outside characters, whether it be the police fans civilians or whatever they always express how much they recognize steelbirds or trina or mm, even melody ability. with her uprising internet fame yeah and like they always throw in their two cents or they're always mentioning the forums yeah or, i've been i'm a fan of the live stream and stuff i think that's just great as yeah. well and i love the police officer who's speaking and he's like and my wife agrees like <laughs> <laughs> yeah. everyone's a like fan. obviously just his yeah. wife is telling him things and he's like oh yeah that's good that's good <laughs> <laughs> yeah nah loved it Oh, because at, prior to this point, uh, Melody would only see Trina, like, a couple of days in February. Yeah. Like, that sucks. That's a really poor, I suppose, relationship mm. foundation. So, oh, and then there's the, um, Trina is like, well, you guys can 
okay first of all she's like you guys can stay with me at my little compound <laughs> um, that's right that's right and there's a room in the attic that has one mattress on the floor so one bed trope um but also danielle and joseph go and stay in a hotel so it's like why can't b and melody go and stay in a hotel <laughs> They're going to utilize the opportunity to try, to try and convince Trina to be a part of this reunion. Fair enough, fair enough. Um, but then, yeah, I love that. And then there was comments like on the live yeah. show, and what it was like one bed trope in real life. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was so funny and silly. Yeah, and everyone's always made comments like, "What happened in the attic?" Yeah. And it's like, yeah, "We played Uno." Yeah. It's like, okay, okay, one day you'll have to tell us or whatever. And it's like, you all know what happened. And this is obviously where they hook up for the first time and they have, he has his edging moment. um, And then, yeah, they kind of resign in their behavior towards each other again. Because even prior to this, it was revealed really early that Melody's crush on Beat had pretty much gone viral and everyone is well aware of it. All right, so here's my thing. We had that revelation. Beat became aware of it. He then kind of resigned his behavior, but then at the same time was still acting like a boyfriend. It's like, bro, yes. make up your fucking mind. Yes. Are you enabling this crush or are you taking a step back? Because we are, there's the equilibrium is not equilibriuming, you know? <laughs> it's not equilibrium. <laughs> um, and- like, I didn't get it. Like, I was so annoyed by it. It's like, because he was holding back and then all of a sudden he's like being protective, arm around the shoulder, arm around the waist. It's like, bro, make up your mind. And then also the next day as well, like how Danielle could pick up like something was wrong with Melody. And then Melody is talking to Beat about it or whatever. And she's saying that, oh, I can understand like what you like or whatever, but I didn't realise I would feel so lonely in that. And like, good on you for voicing. But also they had that conversation prior to the hookup. Yeah. So I feel like, <laughs> you know what you're getting yeah. into. No one has a right to be upset here. Yeah. You chatted. <laughs> Like, I don't get it. It, there has to, it just has to be that angst. Remember, the, it's been like six, like five days yeah. <laughs> since they've started this whole thing. Uh, Tessa Bailey and her two-week deadlines. What the hell? That's okay. <laughs> so they hook up. They have an awkward little two-day break from each other, I think. Beat spends it working and Melody is just working as well, doing her own thing. Um, I think she... Uh, she does her proper job and is actually restoring some books, which is great. And at this point, Melody is obviously gaining more and more celebrity attention. We also learn, I think maybe at this point, that Fletcher Carr, which is the OG drummer, is the actual yeah blackmailer because he actually rocks up to Beat's house at some point. Like, I don't remember necessarily when, but we got that going for us. And because um, he's, I don't know, he's trying to intimidate Beat as well because Beat's like, we have an agreement that's, you're going to get paid Christmas Eve or whatever the hell, or Christmas Day, whatever the deadline was. But then he's just trying to yeah, intimidate him to remind him that this is happening and that your secret is on the line. Yeah. And obviously Beat gets very anxious and scared and that's fair. Scared boy. Also, uh, one of the, I suppose, best scenes about the book, going back, rewinding a little bit, is when Melody and Trina were yelling at each other and Melody was pretty much explaining how like Trina, I wouldn't say it was hiding or that she's scared of revisiting being a part of the band and stuff because they refuse to talk about the band in the compound. <laughs> it's like the one stipulation. And then Melody and Beats end up playing the song anyway, really poorly, but well, I think to make a Melody point, I guess. Melody is good, but Beat is like... Awful. He's offbeat. Yeah. <laughs> He's out of tune. Can only beat himself. I think during the break as well, we learn a bit of what Beat is up to and yet he is working and he talks to Octavia and again it's always these mother characters or these just third party characters are like are you in love with her yeah are you in love with him and it's like yes yeah. it's like all right we'll go tell them yeah. declares that he's in love with Melody that's fun don't remember if it's live streamed or not um well he's talking to his mum I think it is but of but Melody is just not watching 
because we always get moments where Beat is watching Melody's live stream, yeah. but never Melody watching yeah. Beat. So maybe she's not as damn bad as he well, is. Yeah, I think time is running out. They're trying to encourage Trina to have this reunion. Obviously, she seems very uninterested. Melody has a bocce match, which is fun. And then Beat rocks up. We love a supportive boyfriend, non-boyfriend, whatever the hell situation. But they're best friends as well. <laughs> it's like you've known each other for five days. It's really, it reminds me of um. there's this reality show that I watch. And there's this girl who's just a serial dater, which is fine. But she always, everyone's like, oh, what's going on with you and whoever? And she's like, nothing. We're just best friends and then at the end of the season there's this like compilation of like how many times like about the different guys she's like he's my best friend we're just best friends okay. <laughs> oh no so that's a trigger if she ever says this yeah fair enough oh i think when they when they first hook up they kind of agree to just be friends mm. because again yes yeah, she said she felt really lonely and so yeah she'd always mention the best friend situation but then again he's not stepping back from that role he wants to be the boyfriend he wants to be boyfriend material oh i love oh here we go oh, talking about sex Immediate one star. Immediate. <laughs> no explicit condom use. No chat. He's like, I'm going to come in you. She's like, that's great. Do that. And then afterwards. She says she mentioned she, she, mentioned she was on the wait, pill. Wait, not until he asks. Not until he asks. Okay. He's like, just in case, are you on the pill? And she's like, yeah, cool, no worries. But that's after already they've had that discussion of like, I'm going to come in you. What the fuck? <laughs> all right. Kenzie, damn, Kenzie's wild right now. She's riled up. We all know the consequences of having sex without protection. <laughs> Let this be a warning. Let this be a warning to you all. I love my gremlins. I love my gremlins. They are the best. But my God, they're, am I exhausted? They're intentional. <laughs> they are intentional, yeah. but at what cost? Yeah, at what cost? <laughs> so they have the one of you more than friends talk. This is before the Today Show because the big Today Show is where things take a turn. Beat eventually tells Melody about the blackmailing situation. Which is great off his chest. I'm kind of I'm glad that he, we actually get the main character actually telling his side of the story mm-hmm. as opposed to it being brought up throughout the media mm-hmm. or th- through some nefarious means. Mm-hmm. So I love that everyone's on the same page. And then I just wrote they have sex properly. <laughs> <laughs> they have proper sex. <laughs> they, they 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 make love and it's great. And then um, they go on the Today Show because Danielle booked them a spot there and she has a surprise. She has a plan. She's trying to, again, entice Trina in a way to be a part of the reunion. Lo and behold, Fletcher Carr, the drummer, a.k.a. the blackmailer, uh-huh. a.k.a. the bio dad, is joining the reunion. Uh-huh. That's the surprise. He's like, I'm going on the Today Show. And they're like, oh, no. And then at some point, Melody goes away and talks to one of the, to the hostess or whatever and Fletcher and Beat are having a conversation, which... Obviously, later on, it's revealed that Beat's mic was on, and so there's a recording of this whole mm-hmm. conversation. So Fletcher, not so subtly, threatens Melody, uh, saying that, you know, if Beat doesn't pull through, he's just going to start harassing her for the yeah. money and, and all that stuff. Also, because then and he's like, like he... I'm going to get double the pay. Yeah, exactly. And he knows that Melody would probably do whatever it takes to keep Beat secret. And then Beat is like, well, it's all fake love anyway. Like, he's trying really hard to act like their love is fake and everything in order yeah, to bend Yeah, he's like, have you ever heard of scripted reality show? Like, it's all fake, blah, blah. And Fletcher Carr's like, um, no. He wasn't convinced, but I feel like he was a little bit convinced towards the end. But then I thought that that aspect was really going to get thrown in Melody's yeah. face at some point. But luckily it didn't, or it, it did come up, but Beat was like, I had to lie to him. And she's like, I believe yeah. you. That's she's fine. like, I know, I know. So Trina now has her mother of the year moment. She actually rocks up to Melody's house. And they have a bit of a, a bit of a sentimental, emotional moment. 
only because they didn't like the way they left off last time, blah, blah, blah. And then um, Melody reveals to her that Fletcher is going to be a part of the reunion. And then Trina's like, what the fuck? What the fuck? That man is the reason. He broke up the yeah. band. Yeah. And that he terrorized them and blah, blah, blah. And so at that point, I kind of knew that Fletcher had a, a, a play in it, obviously. Yeah. But it sucks that at the end of the day that, yeah, a man got between them. But then again, there's nothing more than the hatred of a man to bring two women together. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? This is what I was so, going like, to say great. Man, but I guess fuck myself. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm sorry. I can't read your mind. I don't know what you're I'm going sorry, to say half to the time. Swapping notes. Talking. <laughs> we need to start communicating before we record. <laughs> and so, yeah, Trina's like, well, I need to tell Octavia. Does Octavia know? And then they have this obviously a mini reunion before the actual televised reunion and so they find out about Beat's parentage and the lie blah 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 and so they have a plan at the reunion to humiliate Fletcher. Take it away Kenzie. So they have this plan to expose Fletcher so Octavia and Trina go on stage and she's like yo what up everyone before we perform um there's all these rumors about why the band split up blah 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 we would like to tell you that story this is the man <laughs> that broke up the band exposed and then just says like whatever he's a piece of shit essentially and then they bring on their yeah Octavia, octavia's like you have no power anymore everybody already knows fuck off and then off he goes and then they bring on their other drummer that was with them on their final tour as well after they'd kicked Fletcher out of the band. There is also a really sweet moment um, when Beat is talking to his father, not his real father, but the man who raised him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, his father is like, hey, like, like you're my son. And he's like, you're my dad. Yeah. Like, ah! Yeah, I yeah. love that. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah. I feel like the book was already getting close to 400 pages. Like, we didn't need to investigate or have that... <laughs> potential turmoil yeah, yeah. <laughs> if any like it's, it's nice to just have happy moments resolved right then and yeah. there and i think even before they went to rockefeller center uh, we see through beat's eyes that octavia had confessed to his dad rudy i think about it and he seemed really compassionate yeah. and um not at all super upset by it which is fair yeah. enough he was just accepting that okay this has happened but that's still my son and then, so yeah, once yeah, Beat and Melody introduce the band, Beat has his little dramatic sad boy moment and he walks off. Yeah. And he's just like, waddled away. Waddle, waddle, waddle. <laughs> till the day. very next day. <laughs> and then so Melody, she watches kind of uh, Trina and Octavia humiliate Fletcher and then she's like, all right, where's Beat? And we have this very dramatic... Yes, yeah, running through New York, New York City. Like, where is Beat and everyone on the live stream? The yeah, it's like spotting him on yeah. the live stream and like where he's going and stuff. And then there's like this big crowd following Melody and she's like, I'm going to find him. <laughs> but she doesn't have a jacket, so she's cold. Yeah, of course. The only thing Christmassy about this is just how much they complain about how cold it is. <laughs> Snowing. Also, I've been, yeah, in America. In, I've been in New York in October and I can tell you that it's fucking cold in October. So I don't know what December would be like with snow. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, hell no. And yeah, it's funny, like, yeah, the, there's a crowd of fans following her, rooting for her, because they want this to happen. They shipped them from the beginning. It's hilarious. And then, yeah, they run into a super fan, and then the super fan kind of leads them to, leads her to beat, and, you know, they have the whole call out, and then they reunite themselves, and they have that big love declaration of forever. But it's like, bro, it's been two weeks. <laughs> Relax. They choose each other. They're soulmates. And then it just kind of ends there. I like it. I like the abrupt ending there because, yeah. like, there's no epilogue. Yeah. I know because there was one moment when he's like, God, I can't fucking wait to put children in you. And I'm like, ah! 
<laughs> They're going to have kids. <laughs> She's going to be pregnant. That's going to be a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> and then, yeah, I, just, I liked the abrupt cutoff because, like, I don't need to know or care what happened to the show. Yeah. I'm going to assume it was I'm successful. assuming they got their million dollars and I'm assuming they got much, much more afterwards. I'm assuming they got some brand deals. like <laughs> For sure. Yeah, they've become celebrity influencers themselves at that point. So I'm happy for them. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, I think just the only interesting thing also about it was, yeah, Melody's rise to fame, despite, again, having that sheltered lifestyle from the tabloids. She, she, I don't think she realised how much people loved her because Danielle or even Beat or someone would make a comment about how popular or how a greater fandom there mm. has been developing for Melody and she's just like, huh? Yeah. What, like, what the fuck yeah. do you mean? Um, I loved that sort of sincerity and everything. It was cute. A little bit naive because of the whole, like, live stream aspect and, like, them getting crowded and the SUVs pressed yeah. on and everything by everybody. But then the only annoying quality about Beat was his stupid overprotectiveness. Yeah. Even even when they were infiltrating Trina's compound, yeah. like, he's like, get behind me. It's like, it's like what do you think is happening here? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like, are you on SAS or something? Are you, are you storming a terrorist organization right now? Relax. It's her mother. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the only really annoying thing about it. And you know that she's a hippie. Like, you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. What's she going to do? Drum <laughs> you to death? I mean, she did kind of assault the Santa with the drum anyway. So she's pretty unpredictable and erratic. Mm-hmm. That's just the marijuana. Yeah, sure, sure. The, the good yeah. juice. Nah, yeah, loved it. No, it was great. It was cute. I changed my mind. I actually did. I did love it. Now that we've talked about it, it makes me appreciate it. You can it appreciate it as a standalone, but as a Christmas book, it doesn't make sense. Sure. It's, not, it's not a Christmas book at all. There was no Christmas trees. There was no caroling. <laughs> yeah. There was no gingerbread houses. There was a snowball fight, though. Mm. But, like, you can have a snowball fight anytime. In Australia, you would be having a snowball fight in, like, August. It does not snow where we are, though. Uh, uh, sometimes. Our geographical location, no, but no. some places. Yeah. You've never seen we snow. We are deep in the outback. <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we, we, have, we have a line of kangaroos holding the wire for our internet right now. So we communicate. Jesus. But even then, like there are places where, yeah, it does get pretty snowy in the winter. But even then, they bank on the artificial snow. That's right. Uh, shall we go to the stars at Listen? We can go to the stars. Let's go. I've also explained it enough times. If you're listening to this podcast, you should already know what they're about. What was that that you just did? (laughs) Did a little dance dance. I took my bra off a long time ago, and so I'm just like, woo! (laughs) (laughs) Just letting letting Mm -hmm. them out. Let them be free. Alrighty, so what are your one-star reviews then, Kenzie? I have two. Where was my five-star? Sorry, I didn't save my five-star for some reason. How dare you? I didn't screenshot it. I know. Normally, you're the one that's not prepared. I was so prepared today. I was really proud of myself. (laughs) An innocent looking cover and a cute storyline, but unnecessary smutty language that cheapened the reasoning and purpose of writing and more so of reading this book. Next one is unpopular opinion. Tessa Bailey is a one hit wonder with It Happened One Summer. Every book I've read by her since then has been a huge struggle. I thought secretly yours was her worst one, but this takes a cake. It took 40% in to even scrape up a plot and then just really goes nowhere from there. I disagree. Okay, fair enough, fair enough. I have a couple of one-star reviews. Well, one's a two-star, but whatever. The, the two-star review is, this did not give Christmas. Fair enough, established. Yeah. And then one star, this book had way too little Christmas and way too many weird sexual kinks. Shame, because the plot was fairly good, but I literally face-palmed so many times from the cringe. Oh. The male protagonist is literally called Beat. And this is the least annoying thing about his character. Normally rely on Tessa Bailey for a comfy book with a decent level of spice, but this one physically hurt. Oh, uh, I'll get it my five star. I have two. Oh, wait, uh, I had a third one star. Oh. Sorry, this one's a paragraph. 
Ah, uh, yes. One of my favorite tropes is a 30-year-old woman never sexual, never feeling sexual attraction because of a guy she met 14 years ago. <laughs> while he while he had no problem developing an orgasm denial kink and going to sex, sex clubs to partake in this kink. Truthfully, I'm not knocking the guy. It's not his fault. Melody thought just because a 16-year-old boy said one time to paparazzi, hey, leave her alone. She made up this thing in her head that he was the only one for her. Did I mention they meet once at 16 and then don't talk in any shape or form for 14 years while she pines for him? Question mark, ellipses. She's really pine for him until, like, he's there. Anyway, but... But they kind of yearn yeah, for each other, though. Exactly. Like, it's on both. They hold on to it for Also, though, at least he's going to, like, clubs and getting, like, sex workers. He's not actively hurting people by, like, not yeah, coming. I know. Anyway, no, I always fight when I just... <laughs> You get defensive right, against my next, my five star is, I don't know why I love this book so much compared to other Tessa Bailey books, but I did. I had so much fun. I love how unhinged she is. And I have another one that is, y'all, I'm such a slut for Christmas and celebrity culture. And this book just validated <gasps> this. And it was so cute and horny and so enjoyable. Fave Tessa Bailey book. Is that the one you had? I had that oh. one too. Yeah. But my, it's in the same screenshot of what I have of something else. So my one five star review because Kenzie stole mine. Thank you, Tessa Bailey, for another great read. So many key moments. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening. This has been Letterboxd Book Club. (laughs) Find us on Instagram (laughs) at letterboxd underscore book underscore club. There you'll find our link tree and you'll find us in all the places. Thank you. I have to poop really bad. So I will go and do that and then I'll send you this email. (laughs) I was wondering why you were rushing through it. Like, Kenzie, calm down. We have plenty of time. I know, but I have to poop. You're clenching. All right, goodbye. Bye.